Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. to the ninth episode of the Pulling Card Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. You can find me on Twitter at It's R.A. Kuhn. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. I would love to hear your thoughts, comments, and suggestions on how to make the Pulling Tart Podcast better. That's where you can reach out to me about coming on as a guest as well. Please rate, subscribe, and spread the word about the Pulling Tart Podcast. I'd like to welcome on a very special guest, Casey Vecchio. Casey worked for the Hudson Valley Renegades for five seasons, working her way from a ticket operations intern all the way up to the digital media manager. Now Casey has made the move to Columbia, South Carolina, where she is settling down as the graphics manager for the Columbia Fireflies low-A affiliate of the New York Mets. Can't wait to get into this interview with Casey Vecchio right after this break. Casey, welcome on to the Pulling Tar Podcast. I'm sure you're fully aware the baseball industry as a whole is primarily filled with men. How does it feel to be the first guest on the podcast that's a woman? Um, well, thanks for having me. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm excited to be the first one, and I'm sure that there will be many more that you'll have on. I hope so. <laughs> What is the dynamic of the Fireflies front office right now? I I follow you on Twitter, and it looks like you all are working from home. Is that correct? Yes, we are all currently uh, working from home. The majority of us, you know, the operations guys and the um, grounds crew, they do go in, make sure everything's on the up and up there. But, yeah, the majority of us are currently working from home. Okay. And how's that going? Um, for me personally, it's going just fine. I'm able to, uh, I do all of our graphics. So for me, it's just, I'm just making all the templates right now. So when we do get our schedule, it's kind of just plug and chug, get ready to go. So, and being at home, not having everyone asking for a graphic every five minutes, (laughs) I'm able to get more done. So it's been really nice for me able to focus on that, and then I also uh, do the social media as well, too, mm-hmm. um, with our marketing director, so her and I have been able to kind of have a little more fun with that, since there's not much to really push out right sure. now, since we don't have dates, so right. it's been a lot of fun, very conversational, kind of chatting up with other teams, too, through it, so it's been good. All right. And um, you have a dog, right? I do, yeah. He's really enjoying me being home. <laughs> All right. You got to gotta love your furry co-workers. Oh, yeah. He's great. What's his name? Teddy. Oh. Yeah, he's right. a little, little Yorkie. Okay. My little guy is a beagle mix. His name is Bo. Um, and he goes to doggy daycare <laughs> because he's very hyper. So, um, yeah, he's pretty spoiled. 
Um, so how else has this COVID-19 pandemic affected you personally and professionally? Um, well, I am missing some human interaction, so this is nice, having some human interaction. Um, we have, I actually had two meetings on Zoom today, some check-in meetings, so that's, you know, a lot of things have been going on. Um, the office does, like, once a week a happy hour on Zoom, so we all kind of get together and talk okay. to each other and just see how everything's going, and, you know, we try and stay connected through through everything that we can. Um, yeah, and per- uh, personally, just chilling, catching up on my uh, TBR book pile, okay. on my Netflix shows, you know, not much too exciting going on, unfortunately. All right. <laughs> What are you watching on Netflix right now? Um, well, I finished The Tiger King. Yes. Um, obviously. <laughs> with the rest of the world. Yep. Um, which it's so funny because our, so my marketing director, she, um, was like, what is this Tiger King thing? Because everyone's posting about it. And so I'm <laughs> like, you need to watch it for no other reasons that so you can respond to these things on Twitter. Like, oh, yeah. That, so, because the one... I think it was like yesterday or the day before, I had a conversation through the team's Twitter account with another team, mm-hmm. two hours straight of just sending Tiger memes, like Tiger King memes back and forth. Like, that's all it was. It was just that's sending them great. back and forth. It's like two hours. So I was like, for no other reason, this is for work. You got to watch it for work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you that's part of um, being in marketing and running social media accounts is you have to be current with the times. Um, and that is the most popular thing going on right now, besides COVID-19. Like, yeah. COVID-19's not popular. Like, let's... Right. All right, it's... But in the world, like, in the news, COVID-19, or um, Tiger King is the most relatable thing right now. Yeah, um, everyone has seen it. I actually wasn't going to watch it because I wasn't, like, interested in it. I was like, this looks stupid. And then actually... My property manager at my apartment complex texted mm-hmm. me and was like, you need to watch this because her, her and I talk about like true crime and stuff all the time when I yeah. go in. So she was like, you need to watch this. I was like, it looks so stupid. She was like, I was like, what is it? She's like, I can't explain it to you. You just, just watch it. And if you're not hooked up the first episode, like I'll owe you something. She was like, just watch it. So I was like, okay. So I turned it on and I finished it in a day. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> my fiance and I don't really see eye to eye as far to, as far as the um, shows that we watch. We're very much opposites attract as far as that goes, and she's very into the true crime. Um, and so I told her, and like I was laughing at memes and stuff like that, and and because I started watching it, and she asked me what it's about, and I said, "All right, it's true crime." mixed with crazy people and tigers and so we we ended up watching it together and it was the best thing just because we both enjoyed it so yeah it's mind-blowing the best description i've heard of it is it's if you were to give joe dirt like a pound of meth and a tiger yes (laughs) what you get yes All right. Uh, so you and I both went to Slippery Rock University, and we're in the same major for a little bit. 
I remember that we had some classes together, but we didn't interact with each other uh, for whatever reason. We we were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, I don't know if we sat on just other side of the room or because it wasn't a big school, it was kind of small. So I don't I don't really know why our pads didn't cross more often. Um, but what was your favorite part or memory from going to Slippery Rock? Um, that's a good question. Prob- I mean, I love the professors. We had the best professors in the communications mm-hmm. department. I still talk to, like, uh, well, now he's Dr. Strahler. I talk to yeah. him every once in a while. I talk to Professor Quinn, Dr. Quinn. She's the one that actually um, convinced me to switch from emerging tech to public relations. Okay. Um, so I talk to them every now and then. They were just great. Actually, I have two younger brothers, and one graduated from there two years ago, and one is currently there. So we're all we're all Slippery Rock. Oh, we're wow. Rock fam. Yeah. So, yeah, probably just the professors. I mean, I liked that it was a small school. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone kind of knew everyone. I kind of liked that. But then we were also so close to Pittsburgh, we could just go and, you know, do right. whatever if we wanted to. So Yeah, I felt like I was kind of the outlier there because I wasn't from the Pittsburgh area. I'm from Williamsport, which is about three hours away from Slippery Rock. Um, but all around great time. Um, I felt like I, I definitely learned a lot because the classes were smaller. We had, yeah. we had good professors. Um, and then, like, you could party if you wanted to, but you could also not if you wanted mm-hmm. to. Um which I partied a little bit, um, but that <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to make a pun off of their marketing slogan, after we received our rock solid education, if you will, we both went into minor league baseball. Why did you decide to go that route, and how did it come to be? All right, well, I'm, I'll, I'll give you the short, short version. I put short in quotes. But, we have, we um, have all night. I mean, I don't care how long the episode is. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so I, well, how I got into it was actually, uh, I was taking, it was um, my last, no, it was fall semester my senior year. So it was fall 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ha- I was taking a PR case studies class with Dr. Quinn okay. and we had to an assignment where we had to study two f- forms of uh, like public relations for a place we would want to work, but nobody could do the same one. So obviously everyone like penguins, pirates, Steelers, they were all taken right away. Sure. So um, I was actually born in Poughkeepsie, New York where the Hudson Valley renegades are. Mm-hmm. And when they opened their gates in 94, I was actually at the first game. My grandparents had season tickets nice. um, up until my grandfather passed away in 2010. So they had season tickets forever. So I had gone forever. So I was like, well, I'll do the Renegades because nobody is going to do them. Mm-hmm. So I ended up studying, I think it was their community relations. And then um, they're like how they handled their social media. So I was like, oh, I'll just like tweet at them to see if they'll respond as part of my project. So yeah. I did. And they did tweet back, and they ended up saying something along the lines of, like, oh, you know, we're so inspired by your drive already. Here's a link to our internships if you're interested. Right. So I was like, huh, maybe I'll just, like, apply, see what happens. So I applied in, like, December, I want to say, and then I did an 
interview in January. And at that point, I was like, okay, if I get this internship, I'm going to take it no matter what the internship is. And if not, I'm going to go to grad school. Mm -hmm. So got the internship as a ticket operations intern. So I took it. And I had it in my mind. I was like, I'm going to get a full-time job after this. I'd like ask the questions in the interview. I knew it was a possibility. I was like telling everyone, like, I'm going to get a full-time job. My mom was like, you probably shouldn't say that. (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) And so I was like, I'm going to do it. So end of the season, I ended up getting hired on as a full-time intern. Okay. for, For through the following season. So through the 2014 season. And I ended up helping out our uh, the Renegades vice president. He was also the um, promotions. He handled all the promotions. He was also a PA announcer. And then he ran the um, charitable organization, too. Because, as you know, you wear many hats in minor league sure. baseball. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yep. So I ended up kind of being his um, kind of assistant director, in a way, to everything. So I... Um, for that season, ran the PA booth. I made sure he was where he needed to be, said we need to say. I helped run this. We called it the fun team. They were all, did all the between-inning promotions, mm-hmm. helped up with all those games, all that jazz. Worked my ass off and then was offered a full-time position as a ticket sales person. So okay. I did that for about a year. And then the marketing person there, she left. Ironically, the one who also sent me the tweet... That mm-hmm. with the LinkedIn internships. Sure. Um, and so then I t- took over the marketing and was still doing tickets. So um, and then I did that until I left from 2017. Kind of took a year and a half break. Because okay. I was like, I'm, I need a break. This is too much. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets a lot after a while. And then realized I missed it. And... The, actually, the day I was like, I miss baseball. I want to go back. I ended up just going on teamwork randomly, teamwork online, and mm-hmm. I saw the Fireflies job posting, and I applied. And you know, it's all about who you know in baseball. Oh, so, yeah. a girl who used to work for the Renegades ended up working for the Fireflies for a little while. Okay, and she. She actually left like a month before I got to the Renegades. So I didn't personally know her, but um, my old assistant general manager knew her. So I reached out to him and then he reached out to her. Long story short, uh, did two phone interviews, got the job. Here I am. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, mine is kind of similar where um, it was a graduation was approaching and I had no idea what I was going to do, uh, which that happens to most people. I've come to find out. And yeah. I just started emailing um, basically minor league teams um, or, you know, every sports team basically within like the tri-state area of Pennsylvania and um, reached out to my hometown team uh, the Williamsport Crosscutters, and so graduation was on a Saturday, and I started my internship on that Monday. Oh yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I went right to New York from Slipper Rock. Yeah, so um, 
so yeah, then I did I did the internship, and then I asked my boss, um, who is a very influential person in minor league baseball. Um, and I said, how do I go about making this a full time job? They didn't have any positions open. Very small front office. Um, he said, go to the winter meetings. I'll be there. Um, just put your resume in for everything that you feel qualified to do. I did that. I um, got, you know, six, seven, eight interviews. I don't remember. It was in Nashville that year, so that was a lot of fun, actually. So, <laughs> um, so and then I interviewed for director of media relations for the Beloit Snappers in Wisconsin. Um, didn't get it. They hired somebody else. Uh, they talked to all my references and figured out I was a hard worker. Um, and so they asked if I would do, be the director of food and beverage, which I had never even worked in fast food or at a restaurant or anything. Um, so I literally had no idea what I was doing, just knew how to work in minor league baseball. Um, end of the season, it was like the most physically demanding job I'd ever had. Um, and so the end of the season came, they ended up letting go of the person they hired for director of media relations and they needed, um, social media content and, um, to update the website and stuff like that. And I was the only person that knew how to do that. So, I just kind of transitioned over to director of media relations and marketing, and then I went to Delmarva Shorebirds, where I was there for three years. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of kind of similar to your uh, to your route that you went. Um, but yeah, I don't take any regrets back at all. Oh no, yeah, no, I I loved every second of it, even the crazy times, and yeah. there are many. Yeah, I feel like. I've, you know, I was in minor league baseball for eight years, and there are certainly people that have done it way longer than me, but I feel like I've experienced just about everything um, <laughs> there, there is because I worked in a lot of small front offices. So, like you said, we all had to wear multiple hats. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. You know. uh, so, you got to experience. The Renegades winning a championship in 2017. Mm-hmm. I've only worked for a team that's been to the playoffs twice. And we lost oh, in the wow. first round. <laughs> so what was that experience like? Um, you know, just experiencing the Renegades winning a championship. Yeah, it was really cool. I um, All five years I was there, they made the playoffs every year. So my last season was when they won, and um, we didn't have... The team was okay. In the middle of the season, we went on, like, a 13-14 game losing streak. Like, it was wild. We did not expect to even go to the playoffs, and then they just, like, hit their stride and just winning, winning, and they just could not be stopped. So we were like, okay, I guess we're going to the playoffs. And you know, working in minor baseball, if you're going to go to the playoffs, you... You gotta make it worth it. You gotta win it all, because otherwise it's just extra games, more work. Right. <laughs> so we were like, "All right, we're in it now." So we were all, you know, we were all ready to go. Um, won a few games at home, and then this. So 
the series before the finals was in Staten Island. We were playing Staten Island Yankees. Yeah. And um, the president of the team and one of the, the corporate sales guys and I actually went to the game, the final game of the series. And, um, you know, he's like, anybody want to go? And I was like, heck yeah, I want to go. So we right. went. And the, the, well, the view at the Staten Island Yankees is absolutely amazing because it's like right on the water and it's overlooking kind of, it overlooks where um, the World Trade Center used to be. Yeah. So it's that night, it's like that beautiful skyline. Okay. Um, so it was really cool to just kind of go and see that. But then um, we, we were obviously, we, so we obviously won that game and, you know, it was getting, it was at the end of the game and my boss, he was like, well, we're going to win this. So we need to get ready. Mm-hmm. And I was doing all the marketing there. So I did all social media and everything. So I hopped on Facebook live. And so I was able to like Facebook live the whole thing. Nice. So I had, cause it was a short season team, so small staff. Right. So, you know, during every game I would have like a video camera in one hand, a phone in the other. I'd have a, a, like an actual camera around my neck too. So I was constantly working like different things. So I had, my my phone was like doing Facebook Live. I had my boss's phone actually filming it, so you know the quality was good, so we mm-hmm. could use it for future marketing material. So, so I was able to get down in there, got a little wet with champagne, and then um, did so. And actually, I think Staten Island might have won the year before because they had the trophy. So we brought, okay. actually brought the trophy home with us, even though it was like semifinals, just because we had to take it to the next right the next round. So, um, and then we ended up winning in Vermont and I wasn't able to go to that game, but I remember there was a bunch of us just sitting around like listening to the play by play on the radio right. and watching it. Um, or we were watching it on, on, on the MILB TV okay. and we were all just like, go, we were all just so excited. And I actually, I have a ring, I was nice. able to get a ring, which that was all I wanted. <laughs> Nice. So yeah, so that was a lot of fun. I I um it was really it was really cool. I have the ring and I like it's sitting in my room. I don't my new coworkers are like, why don't you bring it to work? I was like, Cause I just feel weird like displaying a ring that I didn't technically do anything for. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you you helped out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess I got fans in the seats, but <laughs> yeah. Um. This yes. was, this wasn't on the outline that I gave you, but. So the Hudson Valley Renegades are a Tampa Bay Rays affiliate. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, the crowd, like like your fans, just did they embrace that affiliation, or does it does it not matter at all? Um, I think there they did the. I mean, season ticket holders in minor league baseball are. A, a fun group of people. They are, oh yeah, they, yep. they are so loyal and they're so funny and they're very interesting. And actually, um, one of the season ticket holders there, his son uh, is the clubhouse manager. He's still the okay. clubhouse manager there. He was a bat boy when he was little, worked his way up. So yeah. he, um, so they would go to you know spring training in Tampa Bay. They you know and at that level. Uh, season ticket holders and could house players. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them got to know the players on a personal level. So I think, you know, and because it's such a small stadium, you know, people can talk to the players. They can, you know, as right. they come out and whatnot. So I think because they're able to get like a personal connection with the players, they would follow them 
right. as they went through the ranks, so they kind of got a personal connection, especially the ones who housed players. Sure. You know, um, I had one of my interns my last year, his family housed a player and uh, for like half season because then he moved up, and he still follows him. And actually, now he's interning down here with Fireflies with me. Um, and he still talks to some of the players he used to house and whatnot. Yeah. And he's pretty close with them. So I think because they can get that personal connection, sure. I think the affiliation really matters. They can, yeah, you know, they just they support. Yeah, I mean, when I was in Beloit, now we definitely had our loyal season ticket holders and whatnot, but there were, were people in town that I would run into and they'd say, you know what, I would come to more games if we were a Brewers affiliate or a Minnesota Twins affiliate. At that time, we were an Oakland A's affiliate, so it, like, it was just so far from the parent club that... right. You know, people were maybe deterred to to come to the games, but I don't know. Like, it just depends on the market, really, is yeah, what I've been yeah. told. So, Agreed. I mean, when I was at the Renegades, there was definitely a, a little bit of a spike in attendance when um, we would play, like, the Brooklyn Cyclones because they were sure. Mets or the Staten Island Yankees because they're Yankees. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't. it wasn't, like, a huge, huge deal there, I don't think, which is kind of funny since... You know, it's a Tampa Bay. That's very far from New York. Right, <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Um, do you, so you may not know this yet because the season hasn't started, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but is there a big difference between... Now, we both worked in short season, and mm-hmm. now you're in full season. Mm-hmm. Is there a big difference? Or you don't know yet? Well, I don't particularly know yet, but... I will say um, I'm excited because, I mean, the games are always my favorite part. I loved the games. Loved them. You know, when I was doing my interviews for this position, um, you know, I interviewed with the director of marketing and the president, and they were both like, you know, you were in short season, you're coming long season. I was like, heck yeah, bring it on. Like, I, like, those are, that's my favorite part. Like, I wanted to be in long season. Right. Um, We'll see how I feel at the end of a, you know, when we do a full season, but, um, the, I know that the big difference for me is going to be because I'm at um, a team with a much larger staff. Yeah. Um, like, there's there's five people on this staff that do the one job I did with the Renegades. So, <laughs> so I'm allowed to be a little more focused, and I'm not going to be completely running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Mm-hmm. I, in, um, during games... I kind of got a little taste of it because on uh, the end of February, we hosted um, a game between Clemson and University of South Carolina. Oh, okay, cool. So that was, yeah, that was a huge, we were sold out. There was, it was one of the biggest attendances we've ever had there. So I kind of got a little taste of what I was going to be doing. So I will essentially be running around taking pictures for future graphics mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then helping with on-field promotions, okay, which is like an eighth of what I did with Renegades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is that is definitely nice. I mean, when I moved from Beloit to um, Delmarva, yeah, my my duties certainly diminished, but I was able to capitalize on graphics and social media and stuff because I could I could focus more mm-hmm. on that 
So um, I certainly understand where you're coming from there. Yeah. Uh, can you go into your daily duties? Um, now you may you also may not know this yet, um, but can you go into your daily duties both in season and off season? Yes, well, in season for sure. So in the, it's so funny. People who don't work in minor league baseball, they're always like, well, what do you do in the offseason? Do you they, work in the offseason? They assume that we don't work there during the offseason. Yeah, it's they're, crazy. They're like, what do you do? And like for me, that's when the most of my work mm-hmm, happens because mm-hmm. I'm making, you know, every, you know, just about every single graphic that is needed, whether it be for social media or billboard out in the community or a sign for the stadium or even the box that the pocket schedules go in. Like I, yep. I make all that stuff. Yep. So, um, you know, n- no day is the same because there's t- like thousands of things I need to be making. Right. Um, you know, my first day at the fireflies, I get in and, um, my boss, she comes up to me, shows me my desk and she's like, Oh, by the way, um, can you make us ticket stock by Wednesday? And I was like, sure. Great. Yeah, sure, let's go. So, you know, I hit the ground running. I mean, I, you know, when, once you get into minor league baseball, nothing really surprises you. Yeah. You expect to have the short deadlines. You know what you're getting yourself into. You know, a lot of the stuff that they were asking me to make, I had made before. Like, I I know what a pox schedule is. Mm -hmm. I know what a box for a pox schedule is. I know, you know, I know what is needed. I just... You know, it, it was kind of a sense of learning the style here, learning, mm-hmm. you know, how how things operate, you know, as with any job. So mm-hmm. I kind of had the basics down, which was good. Um, you know, right before we had to go into uh, isolation, I made a uh, the box for a bobblehead giveaway we're doing. Nice, nice. Which was cool. Um, I hadn't done that yet. I hadn't made a box before a bobblehead yet, so yeah. that was kind of cool. I always enjoy doing those, actually. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's great because, you know, you get to be creative and do, and it's, mm-hmm. it's cool to see, you know, you see people walking around. I design some of the giveaway shirts. I um, design some, yeah. some merch, kind of like the very specific merch, you know, we're doing a pride night. So I designed a pride t-shirt, a pride okay. hat. Um, so the very specific stuff like that I get to design. So it's cool to see people like walking around in your designs and whatnot. Yeah. But um, so the off season, it's kind of, uh, whatever is needed really. And then, um, once the season starts, um, well, I haven't obviously done a game yet, but with this team, but, um, if it's kind of like how it was, which I'm assuming it's going to be like the one game we did, the college game, you know, I kind of come in, make whatever social media graphics are needed for the day kind of help with um, making headshots for the video board yeah. and any graphics that, that way. And then all of the, uh, like, concourse TVs that have the ads and, you know, yeah. the, um, the lineups and all that jazz on it, doing, getting that stuff ready. Um, any updates to menus, menu boards that need to be done. Oh, wow. Yeah, th- things along those lines. Um, and which is silver lining of this whole isolation we have to be in is I'm able to get ahead of it and kind of do at least the templates for that. Sure. So, so that's nice. So it won't be a huge mad dash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you design what goes on the video board as well? Um, so in the past they've had someone who 
mainly does that. Um, they just hired somebody new who he's kind of more on the technical side of okay. the video board. So I kind of help this guy do this do the stuff. Right. Um, he's kind of trying to revamp everything too. So um, some so I will do some of it, especially uh, stuff that's for like marketing purposes, just because sure. I know what the style is you right. know, for the season and stuff. Right. So just to kind of help him out. Um, so yeah, I do, I, I do some of that. I did that with the Renegades. Actually my last season there, uh, they got a brand new video board that I actually mm-hmm. got to design. Okay, cool. So yeah, so that was cool. So I got to kind of design the layout and that was cool because we kind of, it kind of evolved as the season went on. Yeah. You know, we made the first run and then we would ask like, you know, people in the stands like, what do you think? How do you like it? You know, blah, blah, blah. Can you read it? Do you, what do you yeah. Think? So it was able to kind of evolve throughout the season, which mm-hmm. was really cool. And people are not shy about telling you if they like it or not. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, my um, my first season in uh, Delmarva, actually, they got a brand new video board. And nobody had ever worked with a video board in our front office, including me. Um <laughs> So, like, I had to learn it all and get every, like, so, let's say, so the video board was installed literally probably a week before the season started, and I had to get everything ready to go for opening night, so that was a real challenge but it is rewarding um in the fact that, like, you're bringing something completely new to a ballpark. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. So and I, I can actually top you because that season when they installed the video board, it was installed the day before opening day. Yeah. And I was there till about four in the morning. Yep. <laughs> the night before opening day doing stuff, went home, took a nice two hour power nap and came back. Yep. Gotta love it. And then I, I also wanted to touch on, you know, you were talking about deadlines and people coming to you all the time and I can completely relate to that. Um, there was one guy in particular um, that I worked with that would come to me and said, "Hey, Bobby, I really need this." Um, and I and he would tell me, and it would be something for a sponsor, and that he, you know, completely forgot to tell me about, or has to make up something for them because something else fell through. And I'd be like, "Okay, when do you need it by?" And he's like, "Yesterday." Yep. <laughs> So I can completely relate to that. Like people, people act like, oh, making graphics is just you know it's so yeah. easy, you know, yeah. and like to an extent, yes, but like <laughs> not <laughs> necess- not that much. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, um, I mean, it's actually we put in a nice system here at the Fireflies. Um, the girl who's now the marketing director, she's she worked her way up through the team too. She was the promotions manager and now she runs all the marketing. So she's kind of, and she just started like, um, in that position a month before I got there. So she's kind of been putting in new, um, you know, strategies and stuff. So she had me make like a, a graphic request form. So they have to completely fill it out with all the info that they want. And then I, (laughs) I ended up after like three months having to put on like, I need 72 hours notice. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, I understand that, you know, things come up last minute. I'm, and I'm telling you, yeah. like, 
you know, I get it. But, you know, sometimes there's people that are like, I need this today. And I was like, you realize I have, like, a billion other things. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. If I would have put that in place, I think people would have lost their minds. Uh, that's for definitely for sure. Um so, like you said, you run social media for the for both the teams that you've worked for. What's the weirdest comment or message you've received while running a team social media account? Oh, there's been so many. Um, well, I mean, I've gotten one that's about the weather. Like, people will message and be like, it's... May and people are like, I bought tickets to the August nineteenth game. What's the weather going to be like that day? Uh, I've had that so many times. Yep. I just want to be like, I'm not the weatherman, and also even the weatherman can't predict. That right, far. right. What are you talking about? So that um, we did get when when I was at the Renegades one year, we did an air guitar giveaway. Oh, nice. Yes, so we're literally we're standing at the gates and just you know handing people air guitars so there's nothing in our hands yep and some guy came up from new york city with his grandson because they legitimately thought we were giving out 1500 like fender guitars oh and my he, god he was so mad so mad he's like i came up from i think he's from like brooklyn or the bronx and which is like an hour and a half train ride right and I, and I was in on the, like, he was yelling at me and our assistant general manager, and I, like, I just wanted to be like, what, in what world would you get an Fender guitar for free? Why would, I don't even know why you would think that. I don't either, and I was just, like, I was trying so hard to just, like, not, like, you know, and so, like, whatever, we, you know, gave him tickets to come back to another game, you know, you make it right. Yeah, yeah. And, but then, like, afterwards, we were like, what the hell was that? And I was just like, I, I don't, but he, he, like, did not leave the nicest comments on social media after that. But sure. it was just the, I was just like, people, what is wrong with you? Oh, gosh. Uh, on that note, uh, <laughs> we'll be right back with this interview with Casey Vecchio right after this break. Casey, welcome back. We didn't really go anywhere, clearly. Um, you actually got out of baseball for, for a little while, right? I did. What made you want to get back in, and what were you doing in that time away? Um, well, I moved home, back home. I'm from uh, Bradford, Pennsylvania, a very tiny town. Right. Um, so I moved back home for a little while. I actually ended up working... For, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a company called Stitch Fix. They're a personal styling service, so I'm yeah. actually a personal stylist for um, a little over a year. They're a sponsor on every podcast I listen yes. to. I hope one day I get to the, <laughs> we get to the level that Stitch yeah. Fix will sponsor my podcast, but anyway. Yeah, they do. They do. They're on every podcast, because yep. when I would work, because I could work from home, I would listen to podcasts. And they were always on while I was working. Um, but I did that for a little over a year. And then I had also been trying to find a full-time job. And just nothing was working out. Nothing was panning out. 
And finally, I just like was like, "What do you want to do?" Because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'm very much like, you know, I don't really. I mean, I care about making money, but I don't need to be making millions. Sure. But I, I just want to be able. Like my worst fear is waking up and going and just be like, "Oh, I gotta go to work today." Like I just don't. I don't want to do that. I get so, that. I was being very picky about the jobs I was applying to. So finally, and I was like, I didn't want to go back into sports. I wanted to work normal nine to five mm-hmm. just to, just to experience it, just see what it was like. Right. And I wasn't finding anything that I liked. So finally I was like, all right, I'm just going to look on teamwork, see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Saw the Fireflies job. Um, and I applied to it. Um, so the, the Renegades, the team I used to work for, uh, the ownership group that owns them also owns the Charleston River Dogs. Yeah. Who are about um, an hour from Columbia. And uh-huh. one of my mentors when I was an intern and one of my old interns actually worked in Charleston at the River Dogs. They were transferred there. Okay. So I ended up like messaging both of them and I was like, so should I apply to this? And they were both like, yeah, do it, do it. You'd be so close. So... Did that, and then, um, like I said before, my old AGM kind of hooked me up, helped me out there, so, you know, and then It's just, all about networking in minor it, league baseball. Uh, it really is. Everybody it's, knows everybody. They really do, because when I was interviewing for the Fireflies job, um, my second interview with the president, he was like, oh, I see you came from, like, the Goldkling group who owns, um... The Renegades, and he mm-hmm. was like, oh, yeah, one of my best friends of baseball is the GM at the River Dogs, and I know who he is. Yeah, so. yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, And then actually, that later that day, my old intern who worked there texted me and was like, uh, our president just came, or our GM just came in and asked me about you. Uh, so the president must have reached out to him about you. <laughs> I was like, nice. oh, well, I hope he says good things. All right. So, w- what made you want to move down to Columbia, South Carolina? Now, clearly, you're from Pennsylvania. You had worked in New York. Um, that's kind of a big move. Yes. Um, I was just honestly willing to go anywhere at that point. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, so I was like, well, you know, I'm, you know, I just have, it's just me and my dog. So, I was like, nothing's holding me back. So, I might as well just go. And plus, um, I hate snow. Yeah. I hate winter. So I was like, I just want to go somewhere where I don't have to deal with snow. And yeah. I have not, I moved down here in October and there's been no snow. And everyone here has told me if there's even a flake, the whole town shuts down, or whole city shuts, yeah. shuts down. So, yeah. Um, so I live in Delaware now. Um, and can, apparently Delaware is considered the South. I don't oh. know. Um, yeah, it's south of the Mason Dixon line. Um, uh. And, yeah, literally the whole, like everything shuts down. Like if there's so like in Pennsylvania, like let's say there's six inches of snow, you know, school, you know, two hour delay, maybe one day off. Um, yeah. Here, um, it's literally a whole entire week off of school. Yeah. Um, well, even when I was in New York, my first winter there. We had five snow days, and it wasn't really that bad. Yeah. Like, coming from, I guess, Pennsylvania is just better equipped for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because I even when we were in college, I don't remember having one snow day. We and didn't. There huh. times there should have been. <laughs> we, di- we didn't have any snow days in college. Um, 
And I'm so I'm gonna tell a really embarrassing story. So I it was one of those days where it was very snowy um, and very cold, and I was walking from one class um, probably back to my dorm room, um, and I went down the stairs uh, that were outside of the quad. Um, <laughs> So, like, between the library and I don't know what what that building is anymore. Um, But, like, I was headed to, like, the student union. And I literally fell on my butt, like, going down the stairs. And I slid down the entire stairs. And, like, I looked around. Like, I, like, just, like, popped up really quickly. Looked around to see if, like, anybody saw me. And, like... I don't know if anybody saw me, but, like, it was super embarrassing. Oh, yeah. I definitely slipped a few times on that campus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was rough. Yeah, one of my roommate at the time, he had come back one time, and I was sitting there playing video games or something, and he, his jeans were all brown, and he, like, had walked down a hill and slipped and fell, and I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Um, so this isn't really a question, just a statement, but I love that one of the Fireflies team colors is glow in the dark. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, any comments about that? Um, well, it's really funny because when the Firefly is announced, so they used to be the the Savannah Sandmats and then they moved to Columbia. Yep. And which was in, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. I think 2015, 15, 16. Okay. 16, 16. I think it was 16. I'm going to get in trouble if anyone listens to this. But um, they, when they announced their colors, I was actually with the uh, merch manager or the merch director for the Renegades, and she was like, have you seen this? And I was like, no. And so she showed it to me, and she's like, their cab glows in the dark. Everything glows in the dark. And we were both like, this is so cool. And it is that cool. And then we got glow in the dark stuff. So, <laughs> so I was, nice. so I, I was always a fan. I was a fan of, of their uh, glow in the dark from the start for sure. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really cool. I'm mean, not everything glows in the dark, but, right. um, cause I think after the first season they realized how expensive that is, but, yeah. <laughs> but it is pretty cool. But it is, it's pretty cool, you know, a lot of the, the on-field caps go in the dark. Yeah. Like, you know, all that kind of jazz. So, yeah. So that, that is, that is really cool. And they're very distinct colors, not, I don't think really any other, not many teams anyways have it, so. Yeah. It, it is awesome. I, I thoroughly enjoy that. Um, so... I was with Delmarva when, uh, Tim Tebow came to town and it, we're in Maryland, um, and games were sold out to watch Tim Tebow play. And I was like, but we're so far away from Florida. Like, I don't really understand. But, you know, Tim Tebow, he is what he is. And, like, he is as advertised. Um, you know, he remembered my name. He shook my hand. Um, he he told me he appreciated me. Like, and I only talked to him for five minutes. But, like, so he is as advertised, folks. Like, great guy, up and down. Um, but are there still remnants of Tim Tebow from his time there as a player in Columbia? 
So, well, at the stadium, we have a ginormous life-size bobblehead of him um, that nice. still makes an appearance every now and then. Okay. Um, there's, uh, there's a local um, like sub shop near the stadium that has, I think it's called a number 15 or something like that, a sandwich after him. Nice. Um, other than that, not really. I mean, people, anytime... You know, I talk to anyone, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I work at the Fireflies. They're like, did you, did, what's Timo like? Did you? And I was like, I just got here. I, <laughs> I can't really speak to how he is or whatever, but, you know, from what the, the people that are still here when he was here, he, yeah, like you said, he's very nice mm-hmm. um, and all that jazz. I haven't um, heard any negatives about him, which is, which is good, but we, when I was at the Renegades, though, and it got announced that the Mets picked him up, we were, like, praying he was going to go to Brooklyn first. Right, right. Because it, it does, it would help Spike, because one of the years, oh, what year was it? It must have been 27, must have been my last season, um, uh, Matt Harvey was rehabbing with the Cyclones when okay. they came, when they came to the Renegades. Yeah. And so... You know, we advertised the crap out of that. Heck yeah. And we, it, it was wild because also, even though I was in marketing, I was still, I, I actually, my office was in the ticket office, like my desk was in the ticket office mm-hmm. and I still had to sell tickets and stuff. So the phones were just right out the hook. It was an insane day. We ended up calling it um, Harvey Day. And so, nice. and my boss at the time thought that was so funny. So we like hashtagged it Harvey Day. Right. Um, not thinking it was, uh, during Hurricane Harvey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, so, so there was a few people making comments and I was like, oh shit. And so we had to like, <laughs> take it, take it off. And I was like, oh no, sorry. Like, I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get so much trouble. And he was like, no, like I told you to do it. But I was just like, we did not think that through. But, uh, but yeah, so that was, um, so just the from him, so we that's why we were really hoping that Tebow was gonna be there. But yeah. yeah. Um never have I ever put together a press conference for a visiting player until Tim Tebow came to town. And I I I don't remember the exact um you know way that the series panned out but i think it was like a wednesday thursday friday series mm-hmm. and um wednesday got rained out we played a double header on thursday and so tim tebow only played in one game and he was the dh um because i think we were throwing a lefty maybe um I don't. I'm not. I, I'm not sure exactly how that worked out. But so he only played in one of the games of the doubleheader, and he DH'd. Um, and then that Friday, the last day of the series, rained out as well. So we we sold out for all of those games that were scheduled, but he only played in one game, and he was the DH. He didn't even play the field. Um, so. People were pretty disappointed on social media, as you can imagine. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, I've, I've experienced that, too, with when Matt Harvey came, because I think he didn't even... I think he maybe threw, like, 
30, no, 15, 30 pitches. Like, he wasn't in very long. Right. And then, actually, my intern year in 2013, Clay Buckles rehabbed huh. um, when he was down with the Lowell Spinners. Cool. And we advertised that he was there. Same thing happened. He didn't even throw, like, a full half inning. And people were so mad. And they were coming, like, during the games, um, except my last two seasons, I was in the ticket office and I would run the, the box office. Mm-hmm. And so people were coming and, like, yelling and screaming, and I was like, you know, first off, that's not even our team. Like, I don't know what you want me to right. say. Like, I, we have no control what goes on. Like, mm-hmm. that's up to the coaches. Like, that's up. Like, we run the front office. We have anything. I used to tell people, anything on the field is not us. Yeah, exactly. It's not, you know, and, they, you know, people don't understand that. No, and you don't, they don't. I mean, I didn't understand that until I started working in baseball. Sure. Either. Like, it's, you know, it's not common. You would assume that they would, but people would get so mad. They want refunds, and it's like, what? <laughs> like, we, what do you, you expect know? me to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. I can't tell, go run down and be like, hey, Matt Harvey, can you go throw a few more? Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... So where can our listeners find you on social media, Casey? Um, I'm on Twitter. My handle is uh, CaseVec, C-A-S-E-V-E-C. And then um, I'm, you know, on the, there's a little team of us that do the Columbia Fireflies one. So their Twitter is at Cola Fireflies. So that's where you can find me. All right. All right. So... I don't know if you've listened to any other episodes, but we always close out with what's your favorite walk-up or warm-up song over your baseball career, and whose was it? Okay, so at the Renegades, which is the only team I've actually worked season for, okay. the players were not allowed to pick theirs. We just kind of threw them up there for them. Yeah, really? I know. I know. Wow. That makes your job so much easier. I know. <laughs> That's why we do it. So, <laughs> so I don't really have an answer to this, but what I can tell you is that if I had my own walk-up song, All right. it, it would be In the Club by 50 Cent. Yes. <laughs> gotta love early 2000s hip-hop. Oh, of course. You got it. You got it. That, so that... That would probably be be mine. But for when I was at the Renegades, they definitely tried to play off of some of those Renegade songs. Like I think there's one by that's like Jay Z and Eminem called Renegade. Okay. There's that one. There's obviously the Sticks Renegade. Yep. And and then um, when actually when the X Ambassadors came out with that Renegade song that they did for the Jeep Renegade, mm-hmm. we played the shit out of that. And they actually came. The X Ambassadors came to the stadium and did like a little promo type video. There, oh, too, for okay. that song. Nice. All so. right. Well, Casey, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to come on to the Pulling Tart podcast. Um, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, again, thank you so much. And uh, share with everybody you know, please. Oh, I will. This, this band of podcast has been, like, my dream come true. Oh, well, fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad I could make your dream come true. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm going to... Blast this on all my social media. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Casey, and I hope to have you on again at some point. Sounds great. Thank you very much. Go, 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 go,
distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.